Welcome to the Plan Simple Meals podcast. I am your host, Nia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, one meal at a time. The Plan Simple Meals podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier, happier home. Listen in for informative conversations and valuable strategies to make meals healthy, meaningful, and fun. Let's do this. Hey, busy mamas, it's Mia here. Welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Meals podcast. I am super excited to have our guest on today. I will introduce her in a second, but I love this series where I'm just talking to moms who are mostly entrepreneurs, so they're balancing a lot, but in one way or another, they figured out how to balance food with all that they do, with their work and with motherhood. And Parrish, who's going to be on the show, is a really exciting person for me to talk to because she actually helped me hugely with writing my book. And she really got me to a place with my writing that very much felt in sync with how I was with my food. And what was really interesting is as I was writing my book, um, I found that it was really important to really dial in the cleanliness of how I was eating on the days I was writing. So it's funny because in general, I do eat pretty clean, but you know, I have my moments where I have a sweet craving or I get into some dark chocolate for a while. And I really noticed how my brain was functioning and how I could access those thoughts that I wanted to get from my head onto the paper as I was writing the book. And so Parrish's processes were hugely, hugely helpful for me. So she's going to share a really exciting thing that she's got coming up. The other thing I love about writing is that it's actually a really important part of meal planning. So I talk a lot in our programs about getting everything out of your head and onto paper and getting comfortable with that. I think is really important. So I hope you guys really, really love this episode and just really take note of how careful Parrish thinks about food in her family and where she lets things go and where she really, you know, holds on tighter to to her reins. So I'm really excited. And if you guys also go check out the Plan Simple Meals Uh, website this week. You'll see a link in the main section for a call I'm doing on cleansing. So talk about cleansing. I think cleansing and writing go really well together. So that call is coming up in a couple of weeks and hopefully in time for summer. And I'm really excited about that. This is, that's one of my favorite practices uh, to, to do uh, every season and really get my brain functioning again and my gut functioning again. And I don't know, it's just, it's a really nice centering activity. So I have a call all about that coming up and you can find that on the Plan Simple Meals podcast. So with no further ado, let's welcome Parrish to the podcast. Hi, Parrish. I'm so excited you're on the podcast today. How are you? Oh, thank you, Mia. I am wonderful. And, um, I'm really happy to be here. I like I like this podcast thing. <laughs> I know it's fun, right? It is. Um, I know I'm. You're the writer, but for the not writer, sometimes it's more fun to talk <laughs> than to sit down and write. <laughs> yes, definitely. I like talking too. I've I've been known to be able to talk my my worth off. So yes. So one of the reasons I had you on wanted to have you on is because I've watched you over the years. 
Um, and I really love how you're so conscious about the space that you're creating for you and your family. Um, I feel like I've watched you move across the country to get more space. I've seen you reorganize your business to make more space. And I've definitely in those moments where we've been in person noticed, you know, that you're paying attention to food and all these things. So I'm super excited to tap into some of what you're thinking about when you do all this stuff. So, so let's start with food, actually, even though the, that's the last thing I said. So I know that you, you know, deal with some food issues for yourself and one of your children, right? So can you tell us a little bit about that and what that looks like and how that affects life? Sure. I have so many food restrictions. It's like, I don't even ask people to cook for me. <laughs> And I don't, and they're not the typical food restrictions. I can eat gluten and dairy, you know, I don't yep. want to stuff myself with them, but I can eat those. So I have food restrictions like garlic and eggs and chicken and eggplant and pistachios and sunflower seeds and the list goes on. Um, I have a combination of allergies and um, some autoimmune stuff. So food is really a big thing for me. And when I was a lot younger, I guess it's like I have, I have um, allergies and autoimmune stuff. And then I really am aware of how food um, affects my mental health and my mood mm. and that's where I started looking at food in my really early 20s. I was dealing with um, with quite severe depression and anxiety. And after kind of going the, um, touching on, not going deep into, but touching the, the like Western medicine ways to work with that, um, I quite quickly got diverted onto looking at more holistic lifestyles type of stuff and was able to um, really get good management over my mood, uh, by taking out things like sugar and watching that gluten intake and, um, really just eating in a, in a whole foods kind of way. So now that I'm a mom and my kids are six and three, it's, it's, I would say it's like one of our really foundational values as a family is that we eat really well and that I teach my kids um, how to eat well. And I'm careful to not make like sweet scary because I'll be the first one to say like bring on the chocolate cake. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but we really talk about how that's a special thing that you get sometimes and you love it and enjoy it and you're so happy when you have it. But you don't you don't have it all the time. Um and then my, we have, we have some sort of food stuff with my older one. Cause he's, he's a bit of a moody boy himself. We really watch that sugar again and things like food dyes, um, and just making sure even just blood sugar stuff and making sure that he eats enough. Like even just this morning, Oh, he was so flipping cranky until I just like made him a breakfast snack that he would really like. <laughs> He was like, oh, okay, I'll eat apples dipped in almond butter. Yeah, <laughs> like, so interesting. And so and when you were first in this situation, because it's funny, I when I changed my food, I was sort of I was coming out of some postpartum depression. 
So my youngest was one. So I think like technically I was had to have been out of that. Um, but I had just stopped nursing. And so I think, you know, the hormones go into full swing. But there'd always, always been like kind of a low lying, you know, mental thing going on in my body, like of yo-yo dieting and stuff throughout my life. But it's really, it was so amazing that when I, I tell people that sometimes changing my food in a week was kind of like saving on 20 years of therapy. Because <laughs> there was like, there was still stuff to be worked out, but there was this whole like level that just like lifted, this whole thing that just lifted that I never would have to deal with again. It's kind of incredible how that works. Yeah. And it's like, it's wonderfully empowering because then like now when I start to see my mood slip, um, the first thing I can do is look at what, what I'm eating. Right. And it's like, Oh, I'm starting to feel crappy. I don't need to go into this hole or I don't need to like go see a therapist or, you know, I don't need to go on medication those things might, you know, might also help. But the first thing I can do, because I have this knowledge and this experience and awareness is look at my food. And so like, oh, I'm back to eating a chocolate croissant five days a week, because they're Mm -hmm. really, but (laughs) they're not good for me in in the sense of, you know, I'm not one who cares too, too much about my weight. But they're not good for me in, in the sense of how they make me feel. Yeah. And that's so important, um, too, that we separate the two, I think, a little bit. I I have part of my story was losing a lot of weight, but it so quickly became not about the weight as you realize that your body will be its natural shape when it's fed correct, you know, when it when it's given what it needs, (laughs) Um, you know, and, and not more and not less. Like, sometimes I feel like we as moms we get too busy and we don't like you know other people have the I don't have this problem I have the problem of snacking too much but other people have the problem of forgetting to eat yeah Um, and neither you know are necessarily perfect so so you're a busy mom just like everyone listening and you have two very busy boys I think right like (laughs) they've got some energy so and you and you have this amazing business um so how do you you, you mentioned that it's a core value. So how do you make sure, like, how does that all work? How does that fit in? How do you, what happens in a day when you're realizing like, oh, I have to dial in and, and really get a good dinner on the table? Or, you know, what, what, is some, what are some of the things you think about in all that? Well, um, in, the most, in the most simple and general sense, pretty much all our meals are home cooked. Mm-hmm. We don't. And we do, you know, we do take out pizza on a Friday night um, every couple of weeks or something like that. But our, our sort of standard operating procedure is that everything's home cooked. So just by starting there and with the fact that my parents taught me how to cook and my husband's parents taught him how to cook, we're like, that's just like level one realized and it's, and it's amazing. And I think that's why I teach my kids how to cook, because if you know how to cook, you know, a whole big part of it is, is dealt with. Yeah. Um, and then when we're really on top of things, which we have not been the last couple of weeks, when we're really on top of things, um, I sit down on generally on Saturday and make a meal plan for the week and make a big grocery list. And I usually commit. So then that, that happens. The groceries come into the house, blah, blah, blah. And then every day I try to commit from four until five o'clock um, to be meal prep. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And that does mean like meal prep with kids running around because they're home from school. But it really, I've done that even when they were in daycare until five o'clock. So before they started school hours and they were in daycare hours until five o'clock, I would stop work at four. And that was wonderful. That was just like any, if you still have your kids in daycare hours and they don't come home until five o'clock, stop work at four o'clock and make a cup of tea and make dinner in the quiet, you know, like put on music or the radio if you like, or, or a favorite podcast or in the quiet, like cook for your family. And so that used to be a really wonderful transition. And now I don't have that. So now I cook with the kids at home. Um, but it's still in my mind that four till five o'clock is carved out as meal prep time and, and I make dinner. So I love that your parents taught you how to cook. <laughs> Because yeah. I feel like that is definitely an obstacle, you know, for a lot of, especially our generation, because our parents sort of, you know, were parents at that time when all this, you know, fast food came out and freezer sections grew and, you know, the cereal aisle expanded. I just, you know, so it was, it was novelty to them. Yeah. Um. So, so I do hear of a lot of people who are just like, I don't cook. So what like what gems did what did that look like what did it look like to learn how to cook like from from what you remember and how do you plan on creating that as part of what you're going to teach your boys sure I always as I've alluded to I really like sweets so (laughs) um we had a full pantry and I baked a lot as a kid and I my my mom likes sweets and my stepdad likes sweets so it's no wonder I like sweets but nonetheless I learned to bake and I baked regularly which was a really good um a good habit to get into and 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 skills to learn and then I also and I don't know what age this was at I'd have to ask my mom but I remember Wednesday nights as being my night to cook Mm. and I wasn't expected to do anything fancy I literally made macaroni and cheese like homemade casserole style macaroni and cheese one week and then tuna noodle casserole the next week macaroni and cheese one week tuna noodle casserole the next week and I had to of course add a vegetable so steamed broccoli or something like that with it but um my parents I think it was like they had that expectation of me that I was to cook dinner but they weren't going to push me beyond doing what I wanted to do. Also, they're like, well, that's the day we have a noodle casserole. That's the day we have a noodle casserole. And so I think like having the higher expectation, but not pushing me to a point of being like, screw this. I don't want to do this. It's too hard. Yep. That really made it possible for me. Um, and with my kids, yeah, I talk to them all the time. Like they help out as much as they can right now. And I talk to them all the time about, I say like, yeah, when you're older, you'll get to make dinner once a week. And, and they love macaroni and cheese now, of course. And I'm like, if you want to make macaroni and cheese, every time it's your turn, you get to make macaroni and cheese every time it's your turn. Yep. Um, and my whole thing is and clean. (laughs) That's my only pet peeve with when the kids make dinner now. It's it's like, uh, like, you just got to clean after you're done. Yes, that's a whole other... I think that's a whole... I, I think so. Actually, one of the things I started doing was switching it so that it wasn't the same. So my two, my older two like to do it together. So we just sort of made one night where they do it together because, um, you know, one's, one's 
uh, 11 and the other one's 13. Um, and so, but they'll get complicated. You know, sometimes the first night they ever cooked for me, they cooked something more complicated than I would have ever done. You know, they were trying to do like gluten-free popovers with all these vegetables in it. And the kitchen looked like, I don't know what had hit it afterwards. So then I, I was like, okay, I can clean this up, but then you guys clean up my night, you know, and we sort of switch it around. Yeah. Um, Cause I feel like that's a little lesson. Um, but I love, I love that. I love, I love the idea of one night a week. I think that's fantastic. And, and I, you know, my, I feel like I started that when my daughter was about 10 and it sort of depends on the child. I definitely didn't start it when my son was 10. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> it just kind of depends on who's who, but yeah. I think that's such a great way to, to teach them. And then learning how to bake in this day and age, I think is the best skill ever. And I remember interviewing this woman named Angela who has a bakery, a, a vegan bakery actually. And she is very into sort of the health of food and, you know, not using too much sugar and being gluten-free and all those things. And she taught her kids how to bake so that they never really realized at an early age um, that they could go off and buy a cookie. It was always like you made a cookie or a muffin, which I just thought was fascinating. Mm -hmm. And of course, then they ended up in like middle and high school. And obviously they saw that other kids bought their cookies, but they still had that. It's all habit. And so they still would, she said, come home and like they knew how to bake cookies. So they would bake cookies. You know, it was the first instinct. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really cool like view on it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think too, like what's really neat about baking now is that there are so many healthier alternatives to yeah. you know what we had growing up yeah. so it's like we were even making we were making an apple blueberry crumble on the weekend and um i was excited because we had like my what i consider my favorite ingredients for making this because we had act we actually had butter instead of just coconut oil so we had like organic butter and we had spelt flour and coconut sugar as well as the oatmeal. So I was like telling my son, I'm like, oh, this is going to be the best crumble ever because we actually have like all the best ingredients for this. And he's like, yeah, okay. He's sort of evaluating that. And he looks at the spelt flour and he goes, yeah, I like spelt flour, but I'd have to say almond flour is really my favorite. <laughs> I love that. That's oh awesome. My, oh my God. <laughs> In a whole different world. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I don't think I ever even, well, actually, I know I didn't because my husband still tells the story to everybody that I wouldn't try it, but I had no idea what sushi was growing up. Um, and then when I met my current husband, which happened to have been at the end of high school, he was trying to push it on me and I just was like, I am not trying that. Um, and I laugh now because, you know, my kids love you know, one of their favorite lunch is getting rice and nori and like wrapping it with cucumber and avocados. And, you know, they're basically making sushi and, you know, it's such a different world. <laughs> so different. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's, let's talk a little bit more about like, so one of the intriguing things about what you shared is that your kids are just home running around from four to five, which yeah. I'm assuming that some people listening are in a place where that might not be true. So maybe there's soccer practice, maybe there's gymnastics, you know, whatever there happens to be. So what, what happens with, I mean, your kids are, I know are a little bit younger, 
but what happens with that like and and even your work like being able to say I'm gonna stop at four and make dinner like how do you how do you get to a place where it's okay not to be going 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 and doing everything and like scale back enough where you can put these things first does that make sense yeah um and I think that that is uh that's I think that's hard for a lot of people to do. Yeah. Um, I grew up in the country with generally like parents home a lot of the time. And um, I wasn't packed full with activities. So I don't intend to pack my kids' lives full with activities. Yeah. Um, I want them to be bored. Um, I want them to play Lego. I want them to draw drawings. Um, so that's kind of where it starts in that I do try very hard to not overschedule our lives or my kids' lives because there's just so much value in the downtime. Um, and in some ways I consider, you know, in some ways I'm kind of lucky that I've got like autoimmune stuff and things like that because it just, I don't have an option but to live a bit of a slower life. Um, yep. Actually, a lot of people who see my life don't think it's slow at all. But, no. <laughs> you know, but we are home most evenings together around the table as a family. And, but there's times that we're not. Like, we are, I'm already starting to dread, like, soccer season, which starts in May, because it's two nights a week. And that is, like, so exhausting for me. But we do, and that times, um, I try to do a lot. I do a lot of snack meals mm. um, especially come summertime like put out a bunch of crackers and some cheese and hummus and a whole bunch of veggie sticks and um, maybe like pepperoni sticks or prosciutto or something like that and make it super easy so it's just like I'm just slapping all the stuff onto the onto the platter and they're gobbling it up because it's really easy yep so I do, I try to find a lot of those in the summertime when, when I find that we get busier. Yep. Yeah. And, but I, and, and aren't home for those times. But, and it is interesting because I feel like, I mean, you do a ton, you do a ton. And so I, it's interesting, it's interesting how a lot of times I think, you know, a lot of times when we unfold what's happening in people's houses who are really stressed about meals a lot of it has to do with, with time and just how we use time. Um, and I, I feel like watching you and your evolution, especially around business, it's like you've really figured out how to use time well. And that's, I think that's an amazing, you know, talent and journey. And I'm sure it's a practice that, you know, we always, I know that I'm always working on. Um, but a lot of times the stress can just come, a lot of the times, like the lack of time actually comes from just stressing out about stuff, you know, and, and worrying about what's for dinner so that you're not actually concentrating on your work. Um, yeah. or, you know, it's interesting yeah. how that works. Like when we plan, when I meal plan, I have more time. I don't need to worry about what I'm going to cook yeah. during the day. Yeah. Um, when I, when we do, cause we do, you know, we use other tools like crock pot and stuff like that to, and yep. rice cooker to make, um, to make, to have some efficiency in our meal making. Um, but I think that it really is, it really is being picky about how you use your time. And one of the newest ways that I'm seeing this in my life is that I've just decided 
um, that every Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, I will be off social media. Mm. And um, it's amazing how much more time I have when I'm not on social media. Like, yeah. you know, even just, you might think that it's just like a few mindless minutes that you you spend, but you get absorbed in something or or it just takes you away from something else that you could have been doing that would be a lot more productive um, rather than like getting kind of pulled down this hole of, um, you know, information overwhelm and, and, you know, always some sort of like hint of comparisonitis when we see somebody else who looks like they're having a better day than us. Um, yeah, like that's, I, the, this was just the end of my second or third. This was the, this is, this is Tuesday today. So this is the end of my third week of doing these three days off. Yep. And, um, and it's pretty cool. That's like, cool. I love that you do it in a row. That's kind of cool. Cause that probably gets you like really focused on doing it. And then you get yeah. to go back. That's clever. I like yeah. that. The first day is hard. Like yeah. <laughs> the first day is hard. And then, and then the next two days are a lot easier. And my, like my big goal on that is Tuesday is like my writing day. I write in the morning on Tuesday. So I sort of thought of having like this time that's social media free and, you know, distraction free before I sit down to write is, um, is a really, it's really nice gift to give to my writing. Yes. I can imagine. And your head is not filled with other people's thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So what was, so I get the question a lot and maybe you've been meal planning enough that this isn't an issue because it sounds like you've always done it. But a question I get a lot is, great, I make the meal plan, but I never stick to it by like Tuesday. <laughs> so what what is one of, what are some of your ways that you just like make the plan and sort of follow through or, you know, what happens if somebody gets sick or, you know, you, I know you just broke your ankle. Like, so what happens when, when stuff goes awry? Like, how do you, how do you get back to that? Planning. Well, my meal plan is done um, on like a little whiteboard with the, the erasable marker. Yep. So my meal plan can easily change in the middle of the week. We end up going out for dinner because a friend asks us to or, um, you know, one day just ends up being super hectic or there's more leftovers than we thought or something like that. So I don't feel like we're stuck yep. to it. Um but that's the food that's in the house. Right. So it's like, unless I've come up with a different idea for how to cook the pork wine and what to put with it, <laughs> then, you know, I only have the food that's in the house and that's the food that's on the meal plan. So I've got to at least make it work within the, the items that I have. Um, but I think for somebody, if that's coming up consistently, like if they're really struggling to make a meal plan work, there's there's probably something specific that they're that they're getting faced with every week yeah. that they're not incorporating. Like maybe they just really think they always have more time to cook on Tuesday nights than they do because yeah. it's actually a busy night in their house. Um, yeah, and that's one of the main things that we talk about, you know, over in the Plan Simple Meals world is that just that, like, don't you, when you plan you have to plan for your life, right? Because, and there's always nights, like even if you had nothing going on ever after school, I feel like there's always a night that's just harder, like we're more tired as parents or kids are more feisty, you know? Like if you really look at a week, you sort of see that 
that each evening is different. Yeah. Um, and we really have to plan for that. But actually, you said something that's kind of interesting, which I wonder if this is what sometimes people run into, is that the food is always in the house. Because I know a lot of people meal plan, but I actually don't know if everyone buys all the food for the week, which is kind of interesting, right? Because then you don't have, you know, you're not as confined to that food. Yeah. And you feel pretty darn guilty, like ordering in pizza when all the ingredients to make like, I don't know, roasted vegetables with salmon are in your fridge waiting to be made. Yeah. Um, You know, I, I definitely feel, and my husband is really, he's really good at guilting me into this. And I'm like, if we have food in the house, I will make the food in the house. Yeah. It's funny. I have the same situation. (laughs) <laughs> I'm actually pretty good at buying all the food, but the person who like really puts down the th- thing about not wasting food, not that I want to waste food, but you know, every once in a while, I think that maybe there's an easier way than what's in the fridge. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. But yes, he definitely has the no waste, no waste value in him, my, my husband. Well, and what's been interesting, because as you mentioned, I, I've broken my, well, I've broken a bone in my foot. And- yep. And so my, I'm usually the cooker, though we do share it, um, but my husband's had to take on way more in the last uh, month or so. And I've just been, I've been really frustrated because we haven't done a massive grocery shop in three weeks. Mm. We've done like buying little things here and there because that's about how long I can handle being in the grocery store. But we haven't done like a full grocery shop. And what's been incredible is that we're still like eating homemade meals almost every night. That it's mm. just like, you know, we're kind of scrounging a little bit more. But when you really get into that mode of like, I'm going to cook from the food that's in my fridge, it's pretty amazing how little you end up wasting and and what you realize that you can make. Yeah. Um, so that's that's been neat for us, although I'm, I really think I'm going to get to the grocery store today. <laughs> although, and I have to say that's a skill coming from two people, I think, who are very comfortable cooking. Because as someone who didn't come from cooking, I was always in awe. I actually almost think my husband is a better cook when he doesn't, when it's just like he opens the fridge and is like, what can I make? Whereas I really need to like know what it is I'm making and make sure I have all the parts. <laughs> um so I think that's definitely a skill to be able to open the fridge and have this food and like, no, I can make something good out of this, you know? Yeah. So yeah. for anyone listening who feels that stressful, you know, that's when I would get, you know, cooking support and, and cooking is something we all need to learn somewhere, you know, and it's, we're so lucky, I think if our parents teach us and hopefully we can all teach our kids, but there's so many of us who didn't learn. Um, and it's like just one of those things you just have to learn, but doesn't necessarily come naturally it's it's not just by osmosis yeah and I think one thing because being somebody who was taught how to cook and um and and has grown up eating fairly simple food I think a lot of people when they think about cooking they want to make something fancy like you're talking about your kids how they like chose to make something really complicated and it's like that's gonna that's going to hurt if you're trying to make something complicated every night. You know, for us, there's a lot of like protein, grain, vegetable, protein, grain, vegetable, protein, grain, vegetable. Tonight it's going to be salmon, rice, and hopefully broccoli if I get to the store. Otherwise 
carrots again because we have a lot of carrots. <laughs> uh, but it's pretty, you know, it doesn't, there's no fancy sauce that's going to go on the salmon. We'll probably cook it with a, some lemon and a little bit of maple syrup because we're Canadian and put maple syrup on everything. Um, but it's not, there's, it's not going to be fancy. And yeah. I've never fed my kids fancy, so they don't expect fancy. And we just eat good food. And we here have a lot of um, beans, beans yeah. and big salads. I feel like that's a beans, brown rice and big salads. I feel like we can have multiple times a week and everyone's good and I can make rice bowls. And, you know, it's like just what are those ingredients that you can keep reusing? And, you know, and yeah. I do, th I'm definitely a visual person. So, you know, I get to teach them like what it looks like and, you know, plate, you know, like just because that's my thing, not because it needs to be that way. Yeah. Rainbow and all that kind of stuff. So the reason that I know Parrish so well is because she's an amazing writer and has helped me. So if you guys have read some of my blog posts and emails and pages, a lot of times Parrish has come on and helped me make my grammar correct and really um, sound in writing how I sound when I'm speaking. So I'm super grateful for that. And I feel like me writing, I, everyone's always surprised that I don't love to write because I just wrote a book, but um, it's funny. It's, it takes practice just like cooking does and plan meal planning and all that kind of stuff. So tell us a little bit about what you have coming up because I think it's fascinating and I feel like all these things kind of go together, but you yeah. have up in April. For sure. So um, I feel like my whole, my whole experience in, in becoming a writer and, and being able to claim that, that word um, has been a long one and, a, and an interesting one. And so what I'm, uh, what I'm bringing out and creating for April is what I see as an opportunity for more people to just walk down that path of, of owning the title of writer and, and being, being able to, to say that of themselves um, beyond the blog posts and the emails. Um, but when they do start to think about something like, writing a book or, or, or even writing a short story if they're going the fiction route. Um, memoirs are also incredibly popular right now. So the two, because I want more people to be writers, um, starting in April, I'm going to be running a, a free writing group. And it's just, it's going to have one free workshop a month that during which I'll lead some writing exercises. And um, then within the Facebook group, there'll be a lot of talk about uh, writing strategies and tips, um, the truth behind the emotional struggle to write, and, um, and grammar bits and structural bits as well. Uh, I, I just envision this to be a really incredible way to support more women as, as they dip their toes in, into writing um and and that they write more and, and there's so much power in the written word even just for our own personal exploration um but then of course uh, as communication um and sharing as well so i love that i love that and it's so interesting actually because um one of the things that we're starting to do in the program that i'm doing that's about to launch is writing because so much of our what we hold on to, I think, and holds us back from being able to like make that space for really being healthy and sustaining it. It's so much better when we write it all down because it's all like this past 
book and it's amazing what writing has done for me to help me just like release things you know even if no one ever sees it even though in my case sometimes eventually people have seen it um is i love i love that because i feel like we all need to be more comfortable with that that skill set um because it can be therapeutic it can be as therapeutic as food yeah big time big time and my background is in counseling and and journaling was a huge practice that we encouraged our clients to use um, because we just we can see so much when when we start letting the words out and and we don't critique them and we don't worry about anybody seeing them and we just let them go and be and exist on that page like that page is our witness yeah. and and it's it's beautiful and and it can be really life-changing all right, I love it. So that's coming up in April, and we will definitely share that once there's details in our social media stream. So stay tuned, everybody, to Parish. And Parish, where can people find you online? Uh, people can otherwise find me online at parishwilson.com. So that's P A R R I S H. Cool, and we will put that in this the post that goes with this episode. Cool. So the last question that I ask every mama on this show, I guess, and some dads. Um, is what is a meal that had a big impact on you? And it might have been because of the food or because of the company or some aha you had while sitting at the table. Do you have one such meal that comes to mind? Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's 95% of the company. But when I was a kid, um, I didn't have, like my mom's family didn't live around us. So, and we lived in community in this cool little hippie community. So we kind of created family by the people that lived near us um, and the friendships that we grew. And so our holidays growing up were always these gigantic tables filled. Like I remember the, the table going like all the way down through the dining room and then getting extra tables to like turn it into an L shape that went down the hallway. Uh, because because our house was just filled with people who would come together to eat, and um, till to this day, I am I am my happiest moments are when we're sitting down uh, with just people that we love around a big table, and when we moved back to Ontario, as you mentioned, across the country, um, into this house, I insisted that the dining room table we got was able to at least seat 10 and my husband kept wondering like what when are we gonna have 10 people around the table <laughs> oh my god all the time all I the time love that. People around the table I love that it's kind of like you will build it and they will come yes yeah love it all right well thank you so much for your time there's so many nuggets of wisdom in all this and I can't wait for people to start getting inspired and and making their lives even better than they currently are so thank cool. you Parrish and yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait for April. Yeah, it'll be fun to have you in there. And yeah. um, and thank you for doing this. I think it's so important to to make uh, healthy, good, solid eating more accessible. You know, to get to get through all the challenges. So thank you for doing this work in the world. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Bye for now, you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple Meals podcast. If you like what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give us is to share Plan Simple Meals with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at iTunes. 
I absolutely love sharing simple solutions to help busy families eat clean and live well. Visit HealthyMomsMeetup.com and come join in on the fun. In our free group, you can chat with me and other health-seeking moms, get new recipes and tips, and never be at a loss in the kitchen again. Come join the fun at HealthyMomsMeetup.com. I cannot wait to meet you there.